Hello, my name is Laura and welcome to the Behind the Rack podcast where we discuss the ethical and sustainable practices of popular fast fashion brands. Before we begin, fast fashion has been defined by the good trade as a design, manufacturing and marketing method focused on rapidly producing high volumes of clothing. Garment production utilizes trend replications and low quality materials in order to bring inexpensive styles to the public. These cheaply made trendy pieces have resulted in an industry-wide movement towards overwhelming amounts of consumption. Unfortunately, this results in harmful impacts on the environment, garment workers, and ultimately, the consumer's wallets. In today's episode, we will be discussing the Spanish fast fashion brand Zara, which is one of the world's leading fashion retailers. Zara was founded in 1975 in Galicia, Spain, and the brand started out as a cheap alternative to high-end popular clothing items, and have continued to use this idea since. Zara has since become an international label with over 2,200 stores worldwide and is currently owned by Inditex, which is a Spanish multinational clothing company that owns brands such as Zara, Stradivarius, Bershka, and many more. Like many other large fast fashion brands, Zara purchases their products by supplier factories and often in other countries, which, with only 20% of the final clothing production taking place in Europe where poor label conditions are less likely. This means that Zara's clothes make a trip around the globe before it lands in stores, contributing greatly to their emissions. For materials, Zara uses few eco-friendly materials, and there is no evidence it minimizes textile waste when manufacturing its products. They do still use leather, however they have banned the use of exotic animal skin or fur, and have also created an animal protection program within their company. Inditex, the company currently owning eight fast fashion brands, including Zara, have recently announced their goal to only use cotton, linen, and polyester that's organic, sustainable, recycled, which is 90% of the raw material it uses. This has drawn some skepticism, as none of the brands owned by Inditex have made such a commitment previously. It is significant to note that they have yet to disclose any plans on bettering their use of unsustainable dyeing processes. In terms of packaging and shipping, there's not much information on the packaging used by Zara, but they have recently started using recycled packaging materials for their labels and shipping. They have implemented the Green to Pack program, which aims at minimizing waste and environmental impact of their shipping and packaging practices. This includes that all purchases from Zara's online store are shipped in boxes made from recycled cardboard, 50% of which comes from their own boxes. And as far as shipping emissions, Zara stated that they have optimized how they load their trucks for transport filling them up as much as possible to warrant fewer trucks and trips. In 2016, these actions allowed Zara to save a total of 1,140,000 kilometers of transport and the associated emissions. In terms of pay and labor, Zara has long been faced with several scandals regarding the safety of their workers. There was no evidence on their website that their community and workers' well-being programs are present as much as half of their factories. Sora has said that they are strengthening the oversight of their production system after workers were found toiling in Brazilian sweatshops. Some changes have been implemented by Sara, and the Inditex company has claimed that 3,532 of their supplier factories are paying workers a living wage. Yet, they have not disclosed how much of this living wage is, or, nor how it's been calculated. This statement also informs us that not all of Sara's workers are being paid a living wage. This program is limited to few factories in just a few countries, still leaving the majority of the makers without support, meaning that the majority of the workers are not working in humane working conditions or for a livable wage. 
As far as marketing goes, Sora has moved their marketing strategies to appear more sustainable, thus greenwashing their promotion and campaigns, tricking customers with vague claims of sustainability, such as promising that their goals of 2025 are more sustainable. What does more sustainable mean? Is it truly a step in becoming more sustainable, or are they altering some small aspect of their materials with little to no environmental benefit in order to appear more sustainable? It's hard to say since their targets are worded in a vague manner, which would allow them more wiggle room to claim that they have reached this goal later on, largely regardless of how much they've truly changed in terms of their materials used. To conclude, Sara has begun to implement some changes such as their Green to Pack program and plans to only use sustainable materials by 2025. But Sara needs to address the safety of their workers and better their transportation to become even more sustainable. And given the popularity and economic gain Sara has, should this change have come earlier? And that was it for today's episode of Behind the Rack, where we discussed Sara. Background music was made by Wadaboy and provided by Pixabay. And the information in today's episodes was sourced from a variety of resources, but primarily good on you which is a platform that offers rankings and information of a variety of fashion brands, so make sure to check them out for more information. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. Bye!